Hey guys, it's Adam. Before we start, I wanted to give just a little bit of a disclaimer on this show. Uh, this particular episode, I've got a couple of guys from the podcast, The Hardwood Hustle, and we did have some cutouts on the show as far as audio is concerned. Each of those guys were on their cell phone, and then of course I do my episodes through Skype. So please bear with us. There's still some great content here, and uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the show. Makers of Sport Podcast, Episode 50 with the Hardwood Hustle. Welcome to episode 50 of the Makers of Sport podcast. I'm your host, Adam Martin, at T. Adam Martin on Twitter. Today on the show, we have two guests joining us, uh, which, are, which are not normally of our usual designer working in-house at a, at a team uh, group of people. But these guys are doing really creative things in the sports industry. I'm glad to welcome welcome Adam Bradley and Alan Stein of the Hardwood Hustle with us today. And just to kind of give you guys, the listeners, a little bit of info about the Hardwood Hustle, it is a one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, these gentlemen touch on many things in regards to sports and your and career, especially within coaching. And actually, both Adam and Alan are individually successful as entrepreneurs in the sports industry and are known for much more things than the podcast, which I'll let them get into right now. Welcome to the show, Adam and Alan. Our pleasure, man. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm honored to be here. Awesome, man. I'm glad to glad to talk with you guys. As I mentioned, Hardwood Hustle is, is definitely one of my favorite shows. And we were talking a little bit before we started about how I, I discovered you guys a long time ago and, and have been listening since your, your 80th episode. But I, I do want to give you guys a little bit of a chance to kind of go a little bit more in depth with your background. So Adam, why don't you start since you have a great name? And, uh, and then Adam, we'll let you pop back in after Adam and give us a little, little bit about who you are. What's your story? Perfect. Yeah, no, um, like, so I, it's interesting. I'll kind of just pick up post-college. You know, I went to University of Maryland. I'm a Maryland guy. I've been born and raised in Maryland. Still live here in Maryland with my wife and my beautiful little baby girl who's three months old. Uh, her name is Georgia. But I ended up getting into the podcasting space. I still had a radio show, a sports radio show that I did in my buddy's basement a few years ago. Uh, we called ourselves the Ball Hogs because it was kind of a Redskins theme, sports theme show. And, uh, over the next couple of years, built this really cool fan sports network, and we owned and operated nine sports sites, and we partnered up and did a contract with Ted Leonsis, who owns the Washington Wizards and Capitals. Uh, so it was one of the first of its kind where we took this fan platform and actually turned it into something, monetized it, built a really cool thing. And um, over the, the few years of building that, I was able to get connected to Allen, and eventually launched the Hollywood Hustle, which has really just changed my life in many ways. I know it's changed Alan's life in many ways. Uh, we'll kind of dig in more about the Hollywood Hustle later. But, you know, now a lot of my focus has turned to a company I recently launched called Lead em Up. Um, I've always been passionate about pouring into people and mentoring people and leading people. And uh, Lead em Up is a sports, and lead- sports leadership and character program that allows coaches all over the country to implement their own leadership program overnight, pretty much. We give them all the tools 
they simply take our tools and our material, and then they go execute a program with the players. So uh, it's called Lean Em Up. Super excited about that. Um, but it's been a journey, you know, being able to experiment and try different things. I love the entrepreneurial mindset. I love uh, trying to be creative and, and seeing if we can roll something out to the market. And Hollywood House has been a tremendous success. And just one of the, for me, one of the more important things that I have for sure in my life. Very cool. So I, I purposely made the Duke fan go second, Adam why, or Alan. Why don't you jump on jump on in there? Yes, sir. Yeah, be be happy to. Um, you know, basketball has been my number one passion ever since I can remember. And uh, as I matriculated on up through high school and college, uh, I started having equal affinity and passion for performance training and figuring out how to improve basketball athleticism. Um, and both of my parents were in elementary education for 30 years, so I've always had a great appreciation uh, for uh, mentoring and inspiring and helping young people. So uh, when I graduated college uh, back in the late 90s, uh, I really found my call three things I was most passionate about, basketball, performance training, and impacting young people. And I'm very thankful that that's you know, how I've been able to make my living uh, my entire adult life. Um, and Hardwood Hustle is kind of derivative of that. You know, Adam and I connected a few years ago. Uh, we're both passionate about a lot of similar things, uh, but basketball and, and leadership and character and success and habit building are some of the things that him and I really have a lot in common. And we found the Hardwood Hustle podcast just to be a, uh, a neat platform to kind of voice some of our opinions, which if you've listened to, uh, Adam and I have some very friendly debates. We see certain things differently, which adds to our friendship and adds to our dynamic. Uh, but it's, it, again, like Adam said, it's, it's been a life changer for me. It's something I'm, I'm very proud of and, and very happy to continue to do. And it's just another pillar of, of things that keep me super inspired, motivated to, to do what I do. Right, very cool, and and you guys definitely have some some spirited and friendly debates, and I think that's the beauty of the show. Now, my podcast is actually focused heavily on design and creativity in sports, but you guys have a bit of a different perspective in that you know your show is the Hardwood Hustle. It's it the through line is that it's about that it's very basketball focused, but I, my, your teachings and beliefs uh, sort of get mixed in, and there's things that you're passionate about, and you mix those together. I personally often try to push my listeners to think outside the box and come up with creative ways to found their own passion project in regards to the sports niche. So I'm curious if you guys could just sort of elaborate on this method of thinking yourselves, because there's there's sort of a through line on your show, too, where you have guests on that they mix the passion with maybe what they're good at, and especially with, like, business. Yeah, you know, obviously with the Harwood Hustle it's a basketball theme and, and we don't hide away from that. But the beauty is, you know, our tagline is for those that know basketball is more than a game. And, you know, because of the fact that we are the hardwood and hustle, every episode we do either focuses on the hardwood. So maybe how to run a practice an effective practice or, um, ways to motivate your team after a loss, things like that, that here to the basketball space. But then we allow ourselves the hustle portion because to Alan's point, you know, we're so passionate about success. We're so passionate about inspiring people. It, it, it's fascinating to hear people's story and to hear their own individual hustle. You know, so we, you're right. We do have entrepreneurs on the show. We do have business people on the show and, and we love it because we think when you, when you hustle, 
and you're, you know how to build success, well, that's going to help you be a better basketball player. Those truths are universal no matter if you're trying to be successful in, in side of things, in business, relationships, marriages, as well as on the court. We think it all applies to each other. Right. Alan, you want to weigh in on some of that? Yeah, no, I agree completely. And I think uh, one of the things that Adam and I agree on wholeheartedly uh, basketball is just something we're both passionate about, but really, I mean, basketball is just the platform for much greater change. I mean, you know, for me being in the performance world, if at the end of the day, the best thing someone could ever say about me is I showed them a new drill or an exercise, then I've, I've really failed to maximize my role as a coach or as an influencer. Uh, and Adam and I feel the exact same way about the podcast. I mean, if, if all you take away from the hardwood hustle is how to structure your practice better then we didn't really fulfill our mission, which is to cause greater change, to impact people's leadership abilities, their character, their communication, you know, their relationships with their players, their relationships with their own children. Um, you know, it's, it, the Hardwood Hustle is simply a vehicle uh, to really share some of these much bigger life lessons, and that's why uh, we bring on guests especially, or we cover topics that certainly transcend basketball. And, and if we believe someone has something that's going to add value to our listeners, uh, to our hustlers, uh, then we want to make sure we showcase them. And if they're not in the basketball world, that's okay. Uh, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna epitomize the hustle portion of what we believe in. Right, and definitely hustle is is something that is not mutually exclusive to to one particular sport or anything like that. Um, so uh, we talked a little bit about we started before we started recording. I discovered you guys a little bit over a year ago. I believe it was a, a colleague of mine who's a, a coach. He coaches a small travel team. Uh, of like eight year olds, like they just travel like within a couple counties, like regionally. And he, I think he sent me an article. Uh, I think Alan, you wrote it, and it was about playing too many games. But I, I've I've been hooked on the show ever since then. And I, I think I mentioned to you guys, I listen to every episode that's available on iTunes. And I think that started in the eighties. And you guys just wrapped up episode one seventy four, which is you know nearly two hundred episodes. That's quite an achievement. So I'm curious. Adam, I know that you had a little bit of sort of the radio experience, but what was it specifically about a podcast that made you want to do this as opposed to, say, like a YouTube channel or some other medium? Um, before I answer that, Adam, you keep throwing me for a major loop when you say you, you found me or found us in the 80s. I keep thinking like you literally are referring back to the 80s. I'm like, man, we have not been around that long. Now, now Alan... You know, he may have been able to podcast in the 80s. He's a little older than us. <laughs> but I know, for, I know for a fact I wasn't doing anything in the 80s. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> nonetheless, um, you know, it's interesting. I was talking about this a little bit ago. Um, you know, the barrier to entry in the podcasting space is really, really low. Um, almost anybody can get into it, especially now with technology and your smartphones and all that. I mean, if you wanted to have a quote-unquote podcast, you could do it today with your cell phone. It's a piece of cake. So I think from and, uh, getting into it, it, it was just so easy to get into. It just seemed like um, such an easy platform to, to step into. Now, what we've established and have learned along the way is despite the fact that it's an easy entry into it, the barrier to be a successful podcast is significantly different. Okay? Right. Um, it requires a lot if you want to be a successful podcast and you want to build a loyal following and you want to monetize that podcast. Two completely different things. So when someone says they're podcasting and they're getting into that space, 
that's great. When you find, you know, podcasts that are actually monetizing and actually growing it into a brand, I mean, that is almost, you know, that, that begins to parallel an actual radio station, maybe a syndicated station, as it relates to the same amount of work and time and effort that goes into it. Um, so for me, I, I think I jumped into it simply because it, it just was so easy to get into. It didn't require much, and the equipment and opportunity was presented to me. And I don't want to speak for Alan, but Alan kind of got into podcasting really through our relationship. You know, we started, I interviewed him on my old ironically, three and a half years ago, he was a guest on our show. We did a whole spotlight on him, and we began this friendship. And before you know it, as we were kind of talking about things that we could do to grow each other's businesses, and he could grow his, and I could grow mine, I said, man, Alan, you need to start podcasting. And at that time, I had a full-fledged studio. Uh, I was running about 750 square feet of space right outside of D.C., and we had a nice radio studio in there. And I said, hey, I've got all the gear, all the equipment, we could do this together. And that's kind of how we got into it. Alan, I'll let you elaborate. Just because you've also, Alan, managed video and podcasting. So I can let you speak on that dynamic. Yeah, for me, I mean, really, when, when I met Adam, it was just it's such an opportune time because I'd been writing a blog, a weekly blog for about five years at the time, and just enjoyed having a platform to share my voice, even though it was a written voice at the time. I mean, I had a lot of specific thoughts on training, on basketball, on life, on success. And, you know, it just, when I met Adam, it was like all the stars lined up that I was able to take that same kind of desire for sharing some thoughts and team up with him and use uh, a much more advanced and, and technologically savvy uh, mouthpiece of a podcast as opposed to a written blog. And it just, it just worked out perfectly. Um, you know, I, for me, I'm an avid podcast listener and I had been for a while. I really started getting into podcasts probably about a year before I met Adam. So I, I knew that it was a way that I like to consume information. I like listening to stuff. I like the fact that it was on demand, that I could listen to whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want. I could pick the, the podcast or the topics or the whatever. Um, and then, you know, Adam really educated me on the space and, and how to get into it. And, you know, he certainly adds a wonderful dynamic uh, to the show. I mean, I, I tend to come at it more from a a training background perspective um, where Adam comes at it from more of a, a leadership and character perspective, but it really was just an opportune time. I was starting to get a little burnout on writing a blog. I meet a guy who's running a very successful podcast. He shows an interest in partnering up and, you know, in the blink of an eye, this may, it will be three years. Uh, we'll be well past 200 episodes at that point. So it's, it's kind of neat to see how it's, it's continued to grow. Um, but yeah, things just really lined up, uh, you know, the stars all aligned when we first met. Yeah. And that's, I would imagine that, um, your audience, I mean, you have a lot of coaches, uh, possibly kids or college players or even professional players that, you know, they're working out, they're playing. And the beautiful thing about the medium of audio is that these guys can consume this content while they're working out, you know, while they're running and things like that. Have you gotten a lot of feedback of people listening, doing that type of stuff? The, the well, best well, one I'll that we get is mow, mowing the lawns. Adam, we get that all the time. There, there are so many people that do that do chores around their homes, or they get out on their tractor, or they get out there with their self-prepared push mowers, and they just put the headphones on and go. And we also get a lot of basketball is a travel sport, right? A lot of traveling going on, travel teams. We get tons of responses from people that are traveling, you know, 
the next for a basketball tournament, and they just pop on the Hollywood Hustle and just go. Right. Yeah. And I'll say, that of all the different mediums, um, podcasting or anything audio uh, is unique in that you can be doing multiple things at once. I mean, you can be driving your car and listening to a podcast. You can't really drive your car and read a blog safely. You can't really drive your car and watch a video safely. Uh, so you can do other things, like Adam just mentioned. I mean, you're not going to be out mowing your lawn while you're simultaneously reading a blog or watching a video. So a podcast is a really, you know, for lack of a better word, an intimate way to share stuff uh, when, when people have some downtime and discretionary time. And I know as much as I travel for work, uh, you know, I devour podcasts in cars, uh, you know, on airplanes, at airports, and so forth. So for us, it's been a great medium. Um, Adam and I both work hard on our craft of public speaking. You know, if, if you go back and listen to our first 10 episodes compared to our most recent 10 episodes, you know, I'm proud to say that him and I have come a long way uh, just in our our ability to express ourselves verbally. You know, we have a much better dynamic and rapport. We're a lot less robotic. We're so much freer in what we do. So it's it's been a lot of fun along the way, but we're both pretty proud that, that we've continued to work on our craft and we'll continue to work on it even more. Um, but yeah, I just, I've just always been fascinated with the podcasting space. And, and Adam, let me jump in. Let me, let me jump in just to kind of piggyback on that. My two favorite stories, take that back. My three favorite stories of people listening. One, we did an episode a while back about uh, the signs of a great teammate, the qualities of a great teammate. And we got a picture once of a high school team they were in a hotel because they were traveling, and the coach had the entire team sit in the room. They each had a notepad in their hand while they listened to the qualities of a great teammate episode. I wow. thought that was so cool. Second great story was there was a coach who carpools and, and takes three or four kids home after every practice, and he wrote us an email once and said that the Harwood Hustle has been phenomenal because he plays it, and it's about a – 20 to 30 minute drive to take these kids home and he plays the hardwood hustle while they're in the car and it allows them to engage into a conversation where normally, you know, the kids are on their phone, they're not talking that much and it's been an amazing experience. And then the last one, we got an email from um, a guy out in the West Coast who it's a dad and a son and the son's like nine or 10 and the son's a little up-and-coming basketball guy, loves basketball, uh, and they listen to the Harwood Hustle. He takes his son to school like twice a week, and they always listen to the Harwood Hustle on the way to school during those twice a week. And this little kid, he's so cool. And, like He's bought a couple of like, Harwood Hustle t-shirts, and they sent us pictures, but it's been like great to see like a father-son bond over something like a Harwood Hustle podcast. Yeah, no doubt, man. That's awesome. And I think audio as a medium, it's, I agree with both of you guys that it's such an intimate medium that you can do both at the same time while you're doing something else. And I actually remember a couple of your episodes back when you were talking about getting like positive, trying to put more positive things in your head. Like maybe, you know, some hip hop lyrics nowadays are a little, might be a little too crazy or whatever. And, or, you know, and you guys talked about how more and more you're listening to less, less music and doing more podcasts. And I find myself doing that too. I'm, I'm podcasts all the way to the point where we get in the car and I throw a podcast or an audio book on and My wife is, it just drives her nuts now. <laughs> I can relate. So, you know, I, we did talk about it being easy, but it, uh, being it's there's a low barrier to entry to podcasting but adam you were saying that it 
to make a good podcast, it, it's different. And I know being a podcaster myself, you guys put in a lot of work to the stuff. I mean, preparation in anything is huge, right? And I know that you guys are prepared when you go in. You've, you know who your guests are. You're, you're able to, um, to ask them the right questions that are engaging, that are going to get them talking. Uh, and that's, that's, those are just signs of being a good communicator and, and which turns, you know, into a good interviewer. Um, I'm curious, did you guys ever expect this thing to blow up like it did? I mean, it seems like it's, it's pretty big. That's a great question. You know, um, it's almost in line with the way we, when we talk about setting expectations for a team, like we just recorded a recent episode about, you know, how do you, manage high or low expectations and, and and as cliche as they may sound, you know, you just kind of focus on the next day or the next episode. Well, I mean, we've almost taken that same approach. You know, we, we were so focused at the time and we still are just like the next thing, you know, like what is the immediate next round of episodes? What is the next guest? What is the next series of topics that we just try to focus on putting great content out and didn't really predict where it was going to go. I mean, are, are we gotten much bigger now? Yes, we have. You know, have things grown? Yeah, you know, we, we've got a great core of partners and sponsors that support us. We, we've got an apparel line through Hoop Culture that we're selling now. Um, we're traveling to visit and interview different people. All that's been great. But truthfully, when we jumped into it, I think we were just more focused on the next task at hand and making sure we do that next task at hand as great as we possibly can and just crush it and knock it out the park and let the chips fall where they may. Alan, I'll let you kind of jump in on that, but that's my perspective. No, I, I agree unequivocally. I think, um, you know, from the start, we focused on making really quality content that guys like us ourselves would want to listen to, and we try to cover topics that you know, us and our friends and our colleagues would want to hear. We try to get guests that, you know, we or our friends would want to, to listen to. And we've kept our focus on that. Um, and, but like anything, whether you're talking about, you know, character and leadership development or you're talking performance training or basketball skill training, if you keep your focus on the process, uh, the outcomes will take care of themselves. So, you know, and I say this, I mean, I guess it's not quite humbly, but we've continued to grow because I do know how much effort Adam and I put into putting out really good content and really quality stuff. And I, I just know that when you put out good stuff, you'll attract good people. And when I look at all the different podcasts that I listen to, the blogs that I read, the books that I read, you know, they're all from people that put a lot of effort into putting out good content. So on one hand, uh, getting to a certain level of success or a certain number of listeners or a certain, you know, sponsorship level has never really been our main focus. Putting out quality stuff that we hope people really enjoy and benefit from uh, is what we, we really focus on. And uh, I just know that when you do that, good things inevitably are going to happen. So we're really thankful for the listeners that we have. We're really thankful for our sponsors. Uh, we want to keep serving those people to the best of our ability. And Adam and I are very confident and believe that if we keep doing that, it will continue to grow accordingly. And the truth is, Adam, the landscape of this space and just our lives, you know, I just had a baby and, you know, things, things change so much and there's, things are constantly changing around us that I, if you ask me, did I think we'd be where we are today? I, I would say no, because the truth is I don't know where we're going to be. I, you know, a lot of times when people ask us, what do you want to, where do you ultimately like to get with the Hollywood household? And I don't really know because 
I, I can't predict these things. If you asked me four years ago, would I be doing this podcast with you and Alan? No, I mean, I was interviewing Alan. I was simply just meeting Alan. And now look at where we are now. So things are just constantly changing. It almost reminds me, uh, I was reading a thing the other day about Under Armour. And Under Armour has some messages around their campus. And they tell their employees on a regular basis, we are a brand new company every six months. Meaning, you know, they can't predict what it's going to look like in five years because things are just constantly changing. All they can focus on is, to Alan's point, every day making sure they put out great quality products, great quality content, do things the right way, and then just trust the process and then adapt however they need to to continue to grow. We're trying to do the same thing, truthfully. I feel that, man. And you guys are definitely doing that. Um, I, I do want to say, you guys, we talk about some of the great contents you're, that you're putting out. Uh, some of that content includes people that aren't necessarily basketball-related guests. I know you guys had Paul Rabel on. That guy, he's killing it in lacrosse. First multi-million dollar athlete from as far as sponsorships. I know he's rec- represented by Octagon Sports, which is huge for a sports-related athlete. And you guys had Allie Krieger from the U.S. Women's National Team. And occasionally you'll have sports businesses, brands, and entrepreneurs. Um, so I'm curious, how, how have you guys – are you guys able to veer out and, and st- stay true to the, to the hardwood hustle, right? I mean, your, your ultimate through line is basketball, but you sort of veer out. And how is your audience responding pretty well to that stuff? I think our audience responds incredibly to it. You know, I think um – I think, you know, we have to be sensitive to the balance, Adam, that, um, you know, we are a basketball show, so we certainly don't want to deviate from it. Um, but I think our audience also realizes there is only a certain number of basketball topics we can cover, okay? So, like, before you know it, if we only talk to basketball, and, we're, and we've never been into real-time talk, so we're not talking about NBA Finals from the night before. Not, we've never been into that. That's not really our style. That's not what it's all about. So if we only focus on the hardwood, we'd probably run dry of topics. So, and the truth is, kind of what I mentioned earlier, you know, to make people successful, people want to hear those. You know, Ali Crater may be, you know, a soccer player, but guess what? She's one of the top 10, 15, 20 soccer players in the United States of America. I want to know what she did to get there, no matter if I play lacrosse, no matter if I play basketball, no, no matter if I'm a, uh, a businessman, I want to know those because those habits and those techniques and strategies, they all apply to other areas. You just sometimes have to kind of switch out the parts and the stories, but the premise remains the same and consistent no matter where you are. Yeah, I, I, I think Adam and I really internalized the hardwood hustle as an extension of ourselves and, you know, uh, I mean, we really believe that if, if a guest could add value to our own lives, then we want to pay that forward and let them add value to our listeners' lives as well. And as Adam just said, you know, if I had a chance to be in a room with Ali Krieger for 10 minutes to learn what's made her so successful, of course I'd take that opportunity. So we figure why not, you know, spotlight her on the hardwood hustle and, and let everybody else reap the same benefit. Uh, same thing from a Paul Rabel to a Carl Lentz uh, to anybody that's been on the show that might not be a quote unquote basketball person. You know, if Adam and I feel like they have something to add to our own personal lives, then we want to use the hardwood hustle as a, you know, the conduit to, to sharing that information. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Just getting time with, the, with those people specifically for yourselves. I mean, that's, 
that's one of the best parts about being a podcaster in terms of doing interviews and, and it helps you in your own careers. And it, prov I remember even just sometimes where you just kind of get burnt out and you're like, I don't know if I want to do this. And then you actually have the conversation and you're just, you're pumped up. Right. So that's one of the beauties. Uh, Adam, do you need to roll? You need to go. Yeah, I got about five minutes. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I just want to ask a couple questions, uh, kind of go a little bit more into uh, a little bit of coaching specifically. And that, that doesn't have anything really necessarily to do with my show, but I think that it's a good platform to talk to people. These people are interested in sports. Um, personally, I found I have a, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, uh, both boys that I'm coaching U6 soccer and basketball. And, and honestly, in a really interesting way, I never thought about this, but it's helped me to become a better communicator and a person in, in my day-to-day -day in business, coaching these kids. Because you have to sort of, um, you know, whittle things down so that they can understand it, but still get your points across. Are you guys advocates of people that love sports getting involved in coaching, or is it just not for everybody? I mean, I think you have to have more than just a love of sport uh, to be a good coach or to even want to get into coaching. I think you have to have an equal affinity for a love of, in this case, children or young people and wanting to have an impact on them and teach them the right ways to do things, you know, teach them life lessons, teach them about character and leadership, teach them about habit building um, and that type of thing. I mean, you know, you can just love basketball and you can be a fan and you can, you know, your body and go to the Wizards game and scream your head off. But I don't think that qualifies you for being a coach. I think you have to look at coaching as a, as so much more transformational and a much bigger role than just, I like this sport. Um, you know, I, I certainly commend uh, the moms and dads out there that volunteer their time and give up their time to coach young people. Uh, but I, I really think it has to have a greater purpose. Well, what you, I think that you kind of led into a good place to talk about this next question where, what, what's the difference between like being a competitive person and actually coaching? Because I know that you guys have some interesting mentalities on, you know, the guy that sort of just wants to win his league. How do you, how do you be competitive in coaching these kids, but also realize that you're teaching first? Um, I'm a highly, highly competitive person, but you have to learn when it's appropriate and how to find outlets for that competitiveness. And to use wins and losses on the backs of eight and nine year olds to satiate your own competitiveness is just not something I agree with. You know, um, you, you know, if anything, you want to be competitive and say, you know, uh, I'm going to do the best job of any youth coach in the world at teaching character development. I'm going to do the best job at making sure these kids improve their skills in this sport. I mean, that's one way to look at competitiveness. Um, and I do think it's important to teach competitive. Adam and I did a recent episode where we both agreed that this everybody gets a trophy mentality uh, is, a, is basically uh, softening our society and it's not a good route to go. So I think it's, it's more than okay to keep score. It's more than okay to have wins and losses. But the most important part is making sure that you're teaching them life lessons, you're teaching them how to improve and giving them the skills they need to get better at their sport, and just let them understand that winning and losing is just kind of a, a byproduct of that, and that's, that's not need to, that does not need to be the focal point at the younger of ages. Uh, as you matriculate up and players get into high school, uh, college, and pros, then you can put a little bit more emphasis on the winning part, but winning is always always, always going to be a byproduct of the process. And as soon as you start worrying about outcomes and not worrying about processes, then you're lost. And, you know, I think from a competitive standpoint, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a competitive person, but you have to learn how to channel that and use that for good if you're going to work with kids. 
Well, I think that you there's a beautiful, beautiful crossover there and something that you said when you say, as soon as you start worrying about outcomes and not worrying about processes, uh, that translates over into business as well. I mean, you guys, just for your podcast itself, you, you guys didn't worry about getting, you know, getting famous on a podcast, right? It's like focus on the process and, and that, that's, uh, that's some lovely advice. Uh, real quick, I think, you know, we, we all know that there are areas of youth sports that are broken. Um, people are, you know, I'm, I'm talking to our local parks and direct director. There's kids dropping out at a certain age because their parents are pushing them too hard or whatever. And, and I just, as an entrepreneur, I'm trying to think, and a creative person and all the people that listen to the show are very creative people and, and design oriented. What are some things that we can do as creative people to sort of better youth sports in, in this country, as far as just the messaging and, and all around? I think, um, that's a great question, Adam. You know, for me, you know, I actually want to take the opposite approach and, and that's really just to simplify it. So I, I see what you're saying about let's take a creative approach and what can we creatively do to, to change it. For me, I think, I, I think some of just the basics aren't being done. So for me, obviously with a recent launch of leadership and character, uh, the program called lead them up, you know, lead them up wasn't necessarily a very creative thing or a majorly, you know, look at it and think, oh my gosh, that's absolutely incredible. It's really just uh, bringing it back to basics. You know, I think a lot of things, what's wrong with youth sports is just that we've overcomplicated it and we've gotten away from some of the core values and some of the things that are most important, some of the pillars that we should be teaching with youth sports. So, um, for me, you know, like from a leadership character perspective, I think leadership and character is often talked about but not often acted on, right? Everybody talks about it, but we don't do anything about it, um, which is why I wanted to create a curriculum that really could impact and change young people's lives. So for me, I, I just think we, we need to be more intentional. I think we need to, to be focused on trying to change it and not so caught up in all the different uh, things that are out there, but just get back to the basics of, you know what, I'm here to coach. Yes, I want my kids to have fun. Yes, I would love to win, but I have a—I have an opportunity, not a responsibility, but I have an opportunity to pour into these young kids to make them better women and men, to, to be a father figure, to be a mother figure, and really change lives and just kind of simplify things. I know that's kind of a roundabout. I don't know if I fully answered your question. I apologize, but that's just my thought. Well, no, I think that you did because there's actually a, a, there's a really famous graphic designer. His name's Massimo Vignello, and he, he sort of has this mentality. It's, it's like the Apple mentality. Like the, the best design is the least amount of design. Simplify, simplify, like the Ikea mentality, Apple products, you know? Well, it's funny you bring that up because I actually own a web design company also, Adam. Yeah. And the uh, name of the web design company is called Simply Fresh. The reason I came up with that name was because every client I was working with, they'd always come to me and they said they, they, they would say they'd want the same thing. Like, hey, I want my website. Yeah, I want it simple yet fresh. And, and it was a common theme, you know, just keep it simple, but yet I still want it cool and fresh. And that all speaks to, to my answer to that question. But, you know, what do we need to do? We just need to keep things simple. You know, let's uh, let's keep focusing on the things that we have now overlooked because we've gotten so distracted with so many other things, and, and we're trying to get exposure, and we're trying to get to the top, and we're trying to uh, get my kid in front of as many coaches as possible. You name it, 
and then when, throughout the process, we forgot what's most important. Okay. Adam, I hate to jump off, but I, uh, ironically, I have to actually go teach a leadership session with a group of high school kids. And um, yeah, man, no so problem. I apologize for mouthing at the clock like that. It, it's it's all good, man. What? How about both you guys? Just give us real quick. Where can people support your work and follow you guys online? You know, both Hardwood Hustle and outside of that. Uh, yeah, you can obviously follow us at Hardwood underscore Hustle. You can check out www.hardwoodhustle.com and Hardwood Hustle on iTunes. Love for you to subscribe. Check out an episode. For me personally, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at abradley5, and I'd love to uh, follow you back. Yeah, same thing. We'd definitely love to get people listening to the Hardwood Hustle, uh, but for me, just anything you need would be at strongerteam.com. Very cool. Well, guys, I really appreciate it. All right, see you, brother. My next guest is going to be Chris Creamer. If you haven't heard the name, you most certainly have seen the website. Chris is the founder and editor-in-chief of SportsLogos.net, the go-to source for many of us in the in sports industry when we're looking for sports logo, branding, or uniform uh, news and research. His site has been around since the 90s, so he's, he's definitely a veteran and pioneer of of discussing these types of things. Uh, and the, the site has broken many news stories, rebrands, new uniforms, and more. And uh, if you're a loyal listener of Makers of Sport, you've definitely heard us discuss the infamous forums there <laughs> in numerous conversations. So more on Chris can be found on the site at sportslogos.net. Big thanks again to Adam Bradley and Alan Stein of the Hardwood Hustle. We got them really quick. Uh, um, had some some scheduling issues and and got them in quick. So glad to have them for episode fifty. Uh, as they mentioned, go check them out. Check out their podcast at Hardwood underscore Hustle. If you're interested in coaching at all, it's it's a great show. And and not only that, um, just just leadership and excellence and and trying to be better as an individual in whatever your craft is. You know, as they mentioned, they brought on other people from other different industries. So at hardwood underscore hustle, be sure to head over to makersofsport.com slash episodes to hear more guests from this podcast and especially the halftime episodes where I discuss entrepreneurship, freelance, and more in the sports industry. Also, don't forget weekend reads a weekly newsletter where I write exclusive content and share the things that I'm reading, find interesting or inspire me throughout the week. This past week, I talked about automation. How much is your time worth? Um, will it benefit you to pay just a couple extra hundred bucks a year for some, so some paid version of a software if you can save yourself three to four days of work, maybe doing your taxes or something like that? So again, that's Weekend Reads. That's at makersofsport.com slash email. Also, you listeners know that I don't do sponsors on this show. Nothing against shows or any type of medium be that blogs or websites that does sponsors. Personally, I just decide against it. However, I am going to give some shameless self-promotion. I recently launched Mountain and Company, uh, my digital creative agency that's geared towards sports brands, teams, and startups. You may have heard me talk about rebranding my design company back on episode 25, The Interception Show, where well-known sports branding designer Joe Bosak turned the mic back on me. Uh, and I talked about rebranding from sort of doing the individual A. Martin design thing to, to something else. So if interested, head over to madebymountain.com. That's mountain abbreviated, madebymtn.com. And check out what, uh, what we do there. 
I have a few case studies up. Uh, some more will be coming when they go public. And certainly if you're a marketing person or a sports startup looking for design, strategy, branding, or even advising services, then don't hesitate to reach out. Lastly, please take one to two minutes, head over to makersofsport.com slash iTunes. Hit the five star, write about your experience with the show. If you've gotten value from myself or any of the guests on the show, then please share the podcast and rate it so that others can discover the show for themselves as well. As always, likes or ratings on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whichever application you happen to be listening to this podcast in are accepted as well. I'm at T. Adam Martin on Twitter. The show is at Makers of Sport. Until next time, have a good week.